Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome back to The Flash! <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we're off to a great start. Oh, yeah. Flash, but the L is silent, right? It's After Buzz TV. We're talking about episode 18, yes. All-Star Team Up. Um, unfortunately, Roxy is not here tonight. She's at the NAB conference in Vegas. She will be back next week, we yes. promise. Miss you, Roxy. <laughs> Don't worry. Everything's under control. Everything's fine. The rest of the gang's here. As always, we want to hear from you. You can subscribe to us and comment on YouTube and iTunes and leave us a comment there. You can also tweet at us with the hashtag ABTVFlash. I think after Buzz has a new name tonight. Like, Buzz... Get it? Buzz. Uh, it has a new meaning. I mean, new for the meaning. fash show, you mean? Fat buzz. No, oh no, I was saying it's the bees. Yes. I know. Oh, I thought you thought I was trying I was to make a joke. It you? landed really well, honestly. Yeah. Guys, let's do some really intros. I miss you. I mean, I love talking. I miss you. I'm good to see everybody. Um, I'm Jeffrey Sandwich. Masters. I tweet from Jeff Masters1. Ashley? I'm Ashley Daniels. I tweet from Ashley Daniels. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can blah, blah, blah. We and are I'm on Twitter stuff. at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. You know me. We you know where I come from. <laughs> you know, we had a little bit of a break during the show. Now we're back. 14 days. 14 days. I know. It was a great episode, though. Yes. Who was excited to see Felicity and Ray? In, oh, in, oh, they meant in red. And she red. Wore red. The Adam. In red. With Ray and in red, both, Yes. Yes. The Adam, how cool. <laughs> she had a red uh, dress on. I was a bigger fan of Felicity. I love everything Felicity. Uh, and I just, I, I need her in every show that I watch. Tell me this. You, I don't watch the Arrow. Okay. But um, is she as funny in the Arrow as she is tonight in Flash? Um, she is definitely as quirky. Um, Arrow is a little more serious, so there aren't as many places for her to kind of get those quips in there. Yeah. But when, when she's interacting and it's not like a serious moment, she's definitely on par with what she was in The Flash. Okay, she's a lot of punchlines. Yeah. I was shocked. What do you think, Ashley? Of Felicity? Yeah, you oh, like I her? I love her. I love her. I think she's great. She, she brings a, a sort of, Friendship, like a like a friendship dynamic to to everything. Like you just feel like she's everybody's friend all the time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, she just brings a good light to. Yeah, you know, I, I I would love more of her. Yeah, we'll get into her scene with Barry later on, but I love that it's like an equal that they can confide in together mm-hmm. and has like total honesty. Yes, because yes. you know Barry has like little hookups with different people. Right. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah, and she's used to dealing with superhero types. Yeah, and then while we're on the subject of Arrow, um, is Adam's 
costume suit an issue that they were having in the Arrow, and they had to come and get it fixed here? Um, I mean, he spent the whole first half of his existence in the Arrow universe trying to come up with how to make the suit possible. He only recently finished it, um, but he was immediately trounced by the Arrow, uh, spoilers if that's a thing, um, in their confrontation, and so he's still kind of working out all the bugs, Ha 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 puns, etc. Um, but I'm I'm glad that he hasn't kind of solidified it yet. Yeah, it's like the Iron Man. <laughs> also, in comics, Adam shrinks, right? Yes. There's no okay. uh, robotic suit in the comics. He's and I, they keep making little nods to it. You know, like like the end of this episode. Yeah. So I was confused for a second because I haven't seen Arrow or yeah Arrow, and I was like, wait, why isn't he getting smaller? <laughs> He's His flying. technology's getting smaller. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I know that based on older news and gossip, he was originally supposed to be a different character, um, and then they kind of last minute were like, we don't have the rights to that character, so we're going to go with the Atom. Oh, that's interesting because. Um, Andrew Kreisberg said at WonderCon last week that DC has given them light arrow uh, flash lease. They've given Flash license to, to use anybody and everybody right. from like Flash comics and like history. So uh, I guess maybe that character wasn't from that one comic. Mm. Could be interesting to see. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think it's Blue Beetle was the, the original Beetle. concept, and then they were like, "We can't use Blue Beetle." Arrow loves their colors. Oh yeah. <laughs> comics are all about. Well, if nothing else, Cisco is renowned for being able to create stuff. Guns, <laughs> he invents suits now. I thought that was a cool like thing to have him come visit to have him look at the suit. Yeah. I thought it was funny when Cisco said, "Are you stuck on that name?" Like he's like ready to like <laughs> rename the Adam. That's, that's his thing. <laughs> are you stuck on that? Just wondering. It's just because it's in his blood. He loves it. He's just, he's so good at it. He's passionate about yeah. it. I want him to name us. <laughs> I wish he would name us. That's, I think we can work that out probably. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Can, we can someone make it him? happen? Can uh, someone make a phone call and make it happen? <laughs> Adam's a really, good, a really goofy character, too. Yeah. I was taken aback by that. Yeah. Who are you? I, I was because it's, um, don't hate me online. It kind of got annoying to me a little bit. Like, the character, I think, on purpose, like, was supposed to be. Um, which is totally fine in a series when he's, like, not the lead character. But it surprised me because they're doing a spinoff with Adam in the works. Right. And I was just wondering about a whole series of that character. I don't know. Just, I don't know how well that would do, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, he was definitely really, like, they kind of, I know that when the Arrow characters are come over to Flash, they're told to be more, uh, like, quirky and, like, do everything bigger. To fit into that world. Yeah. So, I assume he was just like, well, I'm a quirky scientist that, uh, you know, has a lot of weird mannerisms, so yeah. I'm going to do that, but at 11. So, he's not always like that. Uh, no. Okay. Because he has a lot of, like, serious time in Arrow, so now it was his time to play around. Oh, yeah. That's one of the things I love most about Flash, is just, like, how lighthearted it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There it's are fun. those heavy moments, but they're not, they're not there that much. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So it was good that Felicity and Ray were there to help with the beekeeper. What's her name? Bug-Eyed Bandit. <laughs> Bug-Eyed Bandit. <laughs> Beekeeper is better. I like the beekeeper too. Bug Eye Bandit's kind of long and like just, I don't know. That's yeah. my favorite name. But it was interesting though. Um, did you guys, so I did some research on the, the original Bug Eyed Bandit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as you guys also told me, it was a guy. Yeah. Um, Bertrand Larvin 
Did I say his name? Yes, I believe so. Um, this was, was also Larvin. He was yeah. an inventor who designed a mechanical insect to control pests, ran out of money, and had to finance this hobby or whatever um, by stealing. Kept stealing and stealing and stealing, and then got enough money to make more and more insects. Um, started out with beetles. Uh, I think they were called... Uh, there was a certain type of beetle that could go through um, like steel, steel, yeah, yeah. Um, st- stag beetles. Uh, then go through steel, and then spiders with webs that could support the weight of a man, and then um, wow. t- and then took the name of the bug-eyed bandit. Um, so very cool. Yeah. So this is episode eighteen now. Mm-hmm. How do you think that the bug-eyed bandit stacked up next to all the other villains we've seen? That's a good question. I felt like she was the most campy we've ever had. Um, just what with all the bee puns and all that stuff. <laughs> and her, uh, like, honeycomb costume. Yes. <laughs> I like that, though. Yeah. It, it's fun, because, like, I love that the show can actually do that. I feel like before this point, they hadn't, not to say that they hadn't earned it, but, like, they hadn't got to a point where we would just be like, yeah, 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 that's how a character would act in this world. You know, because if it happened on, like, Arrow or any other show, like, superhero or otherwise, we'd be like, that's a lot of puns. This is weird. I don't understand. <laughs> but now that it, it's in that lighthearted flash verse, yeah. we're like, yeah, 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 more B puns. I need it. Totally. And I think also because not everyone is that campy. Right. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> like, it's not Empire, which I love. Uh, <laughs> um, the, Emily Kinney, though, who's from Walking Dead, who played Brie, yes. uh, she had a really funny quote saying that in Walking Dead, you know, there it's the... Apocalypse. What mm-hmm. is it? It's, yeah, everything yeah. is done. Post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. Thank you. <laughs> that another big word. Um, and it's all about like throwing dirt on them, making them look as grungy as possible. So on set here, they're like just continually like curling your hair and like fixing your eyeliner, and they're like more pretty, more pretty. <laughs> She's like, where am I? Yeah. I was like, welcome to the CW, Emily. <laughs> right. I know. It's funny. Everyone's beautiful. And that's why we're doing this show because we are too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved, I loved the, I loved the campiness of it. I have to say, I like the scarier ones. And although I think bees are frightening, I yeah, I can't co- compare anybody to some of the other ones that we've had. Like, I mean, I'm waiting for Grodd to come back still because I love being this just season. scared out of my pants. But yeah. like. So, but uh, yeah, like you say, Tari, it's a good point. They've earned it at this point. They don't have to always have the scariest and most creepy type of characters. I mean, in this sense, this was like more of a fun, joking type of character, even though she produced like deadly bees. It was still kind of funny, and you could like dress up as her in Halloween. And she produced a lot of bees. Yeah. (laughs) That was scary, that scene with the. So. One bee sting is enough to kill someone, right? Uh, I'm sorry, Absolutely. when they say kill a herd of elephants, yeah. that enough yeah, venom. Yeah, if you're allergic. She overkilled to the point where she sent hundreds of bees inside of people's bodies to murder them. Right. EpiPen must have been making a lot of money. <laughs> Um, no, I agree. The, the whole time I was with that like swarm of bees, like yeah. what is that, like three thousand? I was like, are you telling me that a homegirl like manufactured that many in her cave? Yeah. Like, what you're saying, exactly. Like, send three. Yeah, right. (laughs) They'll be more hidden. Exactly, exactly. I love going back to Cisco's suits, though, that when the bees finally, like, attacked Barry, and Mm -hmm. he has the defibrillator inside of it. Like, I thought that was awesome. That was amazing. Also, like, not too far-fetched. 
No, no. I Not mean, much is far-fetched when you believe everything, though, like we do. <laughs> well, I mean, no, because, like, all you would need is to have the, the patches strategically placed. We already know that it gets radio signals, so there's electricity inside of it. Yeah. So, I mean, all you'd have to do is redirect the current uh, into those pads, and then, boom, defibrillator. Which is what Joe did for him, right, when he... Cisco? Yeah. No, Joe, when he was when he was had the heart attack. Didn't he have like a heart attack where he passed out, Barry? Oh yeah, no episode. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Cisco sent it through the. Oh, but Cisco did it remotely though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Joe, but Joe was there with him. Did yeah. Joe do it? He called Cisco. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but he yeah, Cisco. It. He okay, called he my one. Right. Okay. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Cisco pressed the button, but Joe. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe started 50/50. started like doing the chest pumps and CPR, and was like, "Okay, this ain't gonna work out the way I want yeah. it to." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those beads were deadly. They also took down Cisco. Yeah. Did, who who was surprised that he sacrificed himself? Did y'all can see that coming? <laughs> I was I was more surprised that he didn't just like bat it because yeah. I mean here's the deal with those bees and not to be nitpicky but, like, <laughs> but I'm after, gonna be nitpicky I mean yeah kind of like after it stung him the way that these bees work is they could keep stinging you so there was nothing to stop it from uh, stinging Ray as well it could have just stung everybody and been like everyone's dead I'm the king bee bees are amazing um, so I thought it was noble but I also thought it was hilarious yeah I mean I it also like the way he like Faced it face on, he like turned into it. Yeah, but um, I'm with you. Like home gr- girls got like a book, just like swat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like sit on it. Right. <laughs> Why that would ruin the episode. Um, it would happen. He had to yeah. overcome his bee uh, fear. Yes, we all do at some point in life. His phobia. Uh, yes. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Oh, Thank we're you. on a roll tonight. Mm, mm. <laughs> I'm inspired by the bee puns. I like them. I think they should keep coming. I agree. Okay, well, they might out. start to sting I after ran a out after, after Oh, he still got it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Cisco is taking one for the team, which I thought was really nice because earlier in the episode, they had the really what a weird moment when he was telling Barry where to go mm-hmm. in the office and then it would end up being like the wrong way. Yeah. The bees like came around anyways. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand what they were trying to tell us though. Oh. In the office. Did you guys pick up on that? Um, I think that they were implying that Cisco was off his game because right before that he had had his uh, his flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what would have normally been Cisco uh, being able to direct Barry, it was like he was so stuck in that mode that he made a mistake. Oh, because I didn't know if they were trying to give us, like, an Easter egg of, by the way, this person might not be good. Mm. Even though there's, like, zero instinct in the comics that Cisco slash vibe is, you know, bad. Right. I just didn't know if, like, they were, like, trying to be, like, this is where we're taking this character. Right. Well, I mean, I think because the seed was planted earlier that... that either Cisco or Caitlin could right. also be yeah. part of the plan. So, I mean, the way that it was interpreted, Barry was like, was he trying to kill me? Oh. So, like, so it that did... was intentional. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's also to, to lure the audience into, uh, you know, any direction to see what they're thinking, because when that is... When someone says, you know, Cisco or Caitlin could be on Wells' side... I mean, I naturally just, I thought for a quick second, I'm like, could that be? So it's like, we're not all, we're not all 100% certain because this show, we can't be certain about anything. Yeah. So as Barry's confused, we're getting a little bit confused too. So it's just a way to play with our minds, I think, a little bit. 
Yeah, it's definitely true. Um, and so we brought the flashbacks. We have to discuss them. Um, I never thought this was possible. I've never seen that in like anything where like a character character is having a flashback to like the alternate reality that was like quote unquote erased. Right. It's a new version of PTSD apparently because it was like obviously it's very traumatic that it had to come back to his dreams and it's like his subconscious in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I've seen it in a couple other instances with time travel where it's like there's a, essentially a ripple effect in the timeline. And so every time it changes, you still retain the memories because you are still yourself, but you're just placed back into what is the new timeline. So he, his body essentially still experienced that, but it is now in a new place in time. Wow. Is, right. It's just making this time travel story more complicated. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, imagine like what else would people remember or know? But I guess it works for him because, like you said, it was traumatic. Yeah. He died, right? Yeah. Um, which I'm still nervous about because in the world, it's got to balance out, right? Yeah. So someone yeah. of that magnitude needs to lose their life because right. he is alive. Well, that happens a lot, too, when people, have you heard, like, I've heard a hundred times where people on TV will say that they died, and then they could, they saw themselves on the, on the operating table, and they, and, you know, they, they felt like they, they saw themselves, they, they remembered, they remember dying, yeah. and then they get revived, and then they remember the whole situation. So sometimes, this stuff does happen in our world as well, not yeah. to the extreme level of Cisco's situation, totally. right. but they I, still die. Yeah, but I, what I'm saying, though, was, like, the reverberations from, like, time travel, or time changing, like, mm-hmm. ch- and alternate realities like in the the world that Barry changed Cisco yeah. died and so someone needs to replace that death right well some people have argued like in forums and yeah. things like that that Mason's death was the one that replaced Cisco's oh, oh. so that was the life for the, for the life for life yeah. that took place in that timeline oh i never considered that cuz that so, was like pretty soon after yeah so it was still within the same new day Oh, I guess I was thinking that, like, we have such, like, an emotional attachment to Cisco <laughs> that, like, it had to be, like, Caitlyn and or Iris. Right. I know, they wouldn't kill them off. But, oh, intense. Mason could work. Yeah. What do you think, Ashley? What? Is that a good enough trade for you, Mason's yeah. death? Yeah, it's fine. As long as it's not Iris. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have no feelings. Or Caitlyn. Or anybody. Any of our Scooby Squad. Or yeah. Not that Iris isn't really. But well, she's kind of. I know. She doesn't work at Star, but. No, she will soon enough. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was. I liked, too, that um, they've now created the team of people that are turning their eyes on Wells, being like, this person is not who we think they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Cisco knows now. Caitlin knows. He told Felicity mm-hmm. they had a really nice moment where she was like, "Good people have good hearts," and we see that, which was like a nice change from all of her like jokes. Yeah, it's cool to see. Like, <laughs> this sounds so corny, but it's like cool to see multi-dimensional characters <laughs> yeah, right. who knew. Right. Yeah, that was a nice moment. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about this like team they're developing to focus their attention on Wells? Um, I feel like... Or, wait, no, no, go ahead. Oh, I feel like it's getting too big. Like, oh, really? A little bit. Because I feel like it... It, there's they're leaving more loose loose ends that could possibly lead Wells to figure it out. And we know that Wells is a dangerous, dangerous man who will kill anyone who yeah. is onto him. I, I 
just get nervous in any situation where Barry is discussing Wells because I feel like Wells is everywhere. <laughs> I feel like he could be anywhere. <laughs> I feel like he has one of those pens that has a camera in it and he's like placed it in every office. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he sees everything and hears everything. So when he goes and smiles at Wells and then walks away and has this giant board and he's like, hey, Caitlin and Cisco and Joe and I already know and he's the reverse flash. It's like, he's listening somehow. So I just get scared outing him at all. Yeah, I also have to wonder, like, how much does Wells know from when he came, before he came back into the future? Like, did he, like, right? study the timeline, you know? Yeah, does Barry he already know that this is happening yeah. right now? Like, when does Barry tell Cisco and Caitlin? Exactly. Mm. He's, like, at home doing wine, being like, oh, here it is. <laughs> it's 8 o'clock. Right. It was amazing when Joe said, was it Joe? Who said, uh, Caitlin says, he, but he's paralyzed. Was it Joe that said, well, is he? Yeah. <laughs> that was like the one line that Joe, like, Joe makes a lot of facial expressions where you know what he's thinking. But when he said that, I was like, good. I'm glad he finally, like, you know, in front of yeah. them, at least yeah, said more totally. than just yeah. a look. Just um, for, yeah, please. Oh. Uh, I mean, did you guys think it was uh, valid for Caitlin to be so skeptical about Wells? I mean, he's exhibited a lot of weird behavior, but of everyone, she was the only one who was like, no, it can't be him. Do we think it was weird that she did that? Yeah. I I actually, now that you bring that up, I did think for a second that her reaction was a little strange. I think I was probably studying it more because Barry, because um, they were initially skeptical of of Cisco and Caitlin, so in my head it's already kind of a seed that was planted a little bit. Uh, So when I did see Caitlin's reaction a little bit, I thought... This is a little bit odd. Is she is she mad? Does she is she hiding something? Oh, like, see, I have no problem with her reaction. To me, it's like being like, "Yo, dude, this person who's like a father figure to you, they're black and white difference." Right. And it's like, wait, I need to process this for a second. Yeah. Like, I think that's totally normal. Did you not? Um, no, I mean, I thought I liked that she was that there is actually a dissenter in the group. Um, I I felt like. Though the like depth of her reaction, she was she would be the one to go back to Wells and be like, "Hey, are you this oh. person?" Um, no, that's interesting. I wasn't thinking of it like that. I just thought her reaction wasn't like your reaction was more. That's more what I would see. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I just maybe it was just because I was already. I had already kind of yeah, had that right. initial feeling. Um, oh no, I think she has yeah. every right to question it too. No, I do too. I just thought her questioning was a little. I thought it would have been more like, I don't know, maybe a little less questioning and more like shocking a little bit to right. her just because she she's always been the one to stand up to, for him so mm-hmm. but also what they're accusing I, I, wells hard. of is massive it, it, yeah, yeah it's hard to say until you're walking in their shoes so it, it's hard to say but i didn't think it was i to answer your question the reaction was a little bit for me I got a little str- weirded out by it. I don't know why. Oh, funny. I okay. just, I don't know. It, I, I, it made me a little bit skeptical for a quick second. I was like, oh, is she hiding anything? Ooh, what is this? Is there something else hidden? Because I'm always thinking that there's something unpredictable that's about to happen that I just need to figure out beforehand. So, is that in, in general or with Caitlyn? In gen- oh, not with Caitlyn. In general. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is. It's just the show at this point always surprises me. Yeah. Also, with the that now that they've introduced time travel, it's like anything can be undone. Yes. You know, I know that Barry can't control it exactly yet, right. but eventually he will be able to. Yeah. So, I like, it's not going to become that, like, he's not going to go back every two minutes, you know, to change, like, wording conversations, like, yeah. you know, to pick up girls in the bar. But I just, like, have to wonder about, like, what's going to be changed. Yeah. Because literally yeah. anything could be changed now. It's right. True. Which is another reason why we should be... <laughs> 
be wondering what's going to happen even more than we usually do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so tell me this. Um, Barry had the, that interesting scene with Tina, ex, uh, ex Tina, uh, Christina, <laughs> <laughs> Christina, uh, Christina Aguilera, yes, starred. Um, Christina McGee. Um, did you, where she was like, he was a different person after his death, um, which as we know, he literally yeah. <laughs> was a different person. Yeah. Um, do you think he needed that scene for more justification that I'm on the right path? Um, I think it was something to set, uh, I think it was a seed to set uh, actions in motion. Mm. Because essentially it said, this is the one moment where Wells became suspect. Okay. And so it's a place for them to go back to and start plotting forward. Oh, you're saying because of the preview for next episode. Well, shows the car crash. Right. But, I mean, even beyond that, I think that's what... It gave us an exact point. Right. Right. It gave oh, Barry an exact point, too, because there is a woman that knew him 15 years prior and then says that he was immediately changed after the accident. So in Barry's head, because he's studying it so much, he's going to go back to that scene of that accident. He's going to go back to that, you know, that night and he's going to study those situations. I think that's what you were trying to say, Tari, right? Is right. That he gives him a point to start looking more yeah. into. I think that's a great point. I never thought about that. Um, and yet, <laughs> I think that's where the series is going. I would have to argue that, yeah, Homeboy lost the love of his life. Like, of course he's going to be changed. Right. Right. So, like, I don't know. If I were looking into this, I probably would be, <laughs> like, not a good detective because I would be like, yeah, he lost his wife. It's totally fine. Right. But I think if you knew somebody and that, like, being being sad or being maybe more angry or or having some type of emotional distinction between yourself prior to losing somebody and then after losing somebody, emotionally, yeah, there could be a a big difference. But you know when someone's, if you two switched souls, (laughs) I would know. Okay, let's try it. I mean, Uh let's do it. Mm. I would know, though, if someone's completely a different person. I think you just have, I just think there's got to be an intuition that just comes inside of you that just makes you realize that if you're looking deep enough, you'll know if someone's no longer that person. I think emotional emotional changes uh, can't go that deep where you would think, and you would talk about it 15 years later, but he's completely different. Well, and beyond that, like, I think that even if, aside from the reverse flash stuff and, like, the grief aspect of it, like, it is a, an immediate catalyst to be like, alright, if Wells is evil, he wasn't evil pre-crash, so something in this traumatic event, whether it was him having his body replaced or it was him going mad from grief, it it essentially would be a, a way to spark the reverse flash right. incident. Oh, to even oh, because he, he for whatever he knows, it's not two different people, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean it's classic uh, like origin story kind of thing. Someone you love dies, and it causes you to become someone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read this horrible book last week. We won't get into it, but um, <laughs> it just reminded me because there was like a lot of like bad witches in it, uh-huh. and every bad witch, her like plot line, she became bad because she got, because she had her heart broken. Right. I was like, oh well, this just makes perfect sense. It's not sexist at all. <laughs> Women can't deal with emotions. That's why I love the movie you witches. Know that. <laughs> you know what? I'm out of here. Okay. Um, we have to say though. Also, this is Christina McGee's second time on the show. Yes. Um, and it's the same actress. 
Chris, which I didn't know until last episode had aired. Uh, yeah. Which, like, afterward, we didn't talk about it. But that's so cool they kept doing that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we have to shout out for her. <laughs> no, I love that they keep bringing back the, like, classic, classic Flash. The old previous Flash uh, characters and their actors and stuff like that. Like, the mayor from the last one was yeah. from the other show. So I love, even if it's homage or it's purposeful, like, they could be in the same universe. I, I love that they're doing it. Yeah, and, like, homage are not, like, a really enjoyed her scenes mm-hmm. with Barry yeah. and the other characters. She's like a cool, strong actress. Mm-hmm. Totally. So um, their plot line surrounding looking for Wells and figuring out who he actually is as a reverse Flash, um, this is yet another big team-up of a secret that Iris is not in on. That's like a big storyline for this episode, yeah. right? Like, what does Iris know? Nothing. No one will tell her anything because they're protecting her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she also, I was happy to see, is fighting for this, though. She's not oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that coming? Or because, like, other episodes before this, it's been like, sure, and they don't pick up on it. Right. I mean, she is a journalist, and, like, that. the whole deal with being a journalist is reading people and, like, mm-hmm. getting whatever the story totally. is beneath the story. Um, and beyond that, like, she, like, she's living with a guy keeping a secret Terribly, I might add. Yeah. Um, and un- kind of unwillingly. I mean, yeah. being forced which, into it. Which I'm really happy that the writers have Eddie fighting for her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're keeping serious terribly. Uh, Barry is acting really emo in the office, <laughs> like around <laughs> Harrison Wells. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Eddie has every right to want to tell her the secret. He trusts her. He realizes this is an intelligent girl. Yeah. We can't, like, she's not a five-year-old. Right. Yeah. I mean, I understand Joe wanting to keep it from her because he was the only one directly threatened by it. Yeah. You know, because he had the reverse flash stab a picture of her into a wall. Yeah. You know, so I get that. Everyone else, I feel like they should want her to know because she's a powerful ally. Yeah. I mean, we know that she's been investigating Wells, like, and she's gotten pretty far with it. So there's no reason for everyone else to be so keen on keeping her... Uh, out of the loop. I agree. the only one who doesn't know. I agree. And I I said this a few weeks ago that I think it's better if she knows because then she's, you know, if they do want to do anything to her or, like, hold her hostage or do something terrible to her, um, you know, now she's so aware of her surroundings even more so and and more aware that she, you know, could, that something could potentially happen. So... Knowledge is power. If she's caught off guard and they're like, tell us who the Flash is and, and, and she really doesn't know and they think that she's lying I mean it's just it makes it ten times worse than if she actually knew and she could think of ways that she can handle that situation or prepare for something like that because this is a very dangerous situation that she's in right now I also think that her knowing that Eddie is uh, hiding something is is definitely an accurate portrayal of any relationship that you're in because you do know if you're close enough to that person, she lives with him obviously, she knows he's hiding something and every girl is going to initially think he's cheating as the first thing, I would think. Because what else does a guy hide that's that <laughs> If, you know, I know he works in that type of field where things have to be hidden sometimes, but yeah. this is on another level of you can see she can sense that he's uncomfortable hiding this. Well, right. when she it's brought up like the fear, yeah, when she brought the secret originally, I thought she was gonna like inquire if he was a flash or not. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought it was. I was like, is that where this is heading? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think that she handled it well. 
I have to say, and I did say this like a, like maybe months ago, that I knew that Barry, at the end of the day, just wants Iris happy, no matter what. He loves her so much that he just wants to see her happy. So when he said to her, "I just want to see you happy," that's my that's all that matters to me. It was just it just. It was yeah. beautiful, and yeah. how he he had that he had the um, the opportunity to sabotage Eddie if he wanted to, and say, "Yeah, maybe he is cheating on you." He had the opportunity. Yeah. If you, you know, a lot of guys might take that opportunity. He's, He's such proven a himself good, to be a hero. Right. I know, but that's just another another reason why I love. I love you, Barry. Yeah, I just think that Iris. As I mean, we've said this before. Iris has to find out soon. Yeah. In order for the storyline to continue on, she's a smart character, and like smart characters have to figure out things eventually. Um, I also wonder if this will happen at the season finale coming up soon. You know, every finale leaves you like a big cliffhanger. Everyone, it's like the catalyst to have something change in everyone's mm. lives. Yeah. And this could be a great thing to have the finale end. And she's like, what? One, why did no one tell me? Two, oh my god, Barry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it could be, but I feel like there needs to be more of a cliffhanger than that. Well, yeah. uh, like that and like eight other things. Okay, great, because <laughs> yeah. I, I can already predict what would happen. Yeah, I want I really... it to happen beforehand. Like, I, I want so. it to happen in the immediate so we can deal with it now. I don't think it will, and here's why. Um, we'll get into more like news and gossip from WonderCon, yeah. but Iris Candace Patton had a really interesting quote that um, she's not dumb. We've never called her dumb. <laughs> and just that she trusts Barry so much that she takes him for his word, and she knows that if he was the Flash, he would have told her by now. Right. Mm. And, you know, they've talked with the Flash. It would have come up, and she just tr- loves and trusts him that much. Right. Which, it's going to be that much more heartbreaking when she finds I, out. I, I, yeah. I hope she she doesn't get upset when she finds out. Oh, she'll be livid. Are you nope, kidding? No, I know, but I hope not because they need to get together soon. <laughs> but look at how she handled the dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> she'll True. be very upset. Yeah. You know? did, did you guys think that uh, Ray was going to spill the beans at the dinner party? Yes. Yeah, me too. You thought so? I thought so. I thought, because he's so, like, carefree and absent-minded, that I, I thought he was going to be like, man, these courses are taking a long time. Why don't you zip <laughs> in the kitchen, Barry? <laughs> you I, should I, write for this show. I know. That would have been hilarious. I thought I something big was going to go down, because, like, those circling camera angles that were continuous mm. and circling, it, like, it made you so off-kilter. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, what are they setting up for? Yeah. But, yeah, I felt bad for Barry as the fifth wheel. Yeah, I just don't like yeah. when anybody when when Iris was talking at the table and she was like, you know, and she was doing all these little like secret like you know when people share it looks like you two share things together like, <laughs> we should share. Th- I was just horrified, but I think it's smart because I know that if I needed to get through to to somebody, whether it be my boyfriend or somebody, sometimes when you mention it in front of other people, they're more apt to listen than when you're alone. Because if you're they're alone, they have to walk out. But in this case, he's stuck listening. But, he's stuck but, at the table. You, you're saying you'd rather make it a scene in front of five people. Well, <laughs> no, but if she's that at that point of desperation where she believes that he potentially could be cheating or he's lying. You just, she's a, she's a not happy person. She's not very happy with him right now. She doesn't yeah. care if she embarrasses him. And she at the end, she gives him an ultimatum. Yeah. Because yeah. she really wants to know. How can you live on with somebody that you have no idea what they're hiding? Yeah. And it's really scary and you see he's like horrified and fearful every day of like possibly saying it. Yeah. yeah. But I give him so much credit for, for holding on. <laughs> I do. 
He could very easily just <laughs> write plus, it on a notepad. He could write it on a notepad and leave it out. It's like, I wish I could <laughs> tell her right now that I know who the Flash is, but I'll never. And this is my journal, so I'm going to hide it. I think that if Eddie talked to Barry, they could both agree to tell Iris. Right. And then Joe would be mad, and he would get over it. Okay, yeah. well, Joe's probably already a little bit mad and uncomfortable with Eddie after Eddie told him that they haven't had sex in three weeks. <laughs> It what? was two weeks, but yeah. I agree. Okay, two? What the heck was that? Yeah, that was, yeah. That was very uncomfortable <laughs> for everybody. Uh, okay, tell me this. Um, Iris's mom died, right? Yes. Joe West still wears his wedding ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been Sweet. a while. You want him to get out in the field? I'm not saying that should be the magic? next plot line, but, you know, like, open it up for some other girls. Good perception. I didn't notice that. <laughs> it was, like, in the main shot. Oh, excuse me. Well, I'll have to go back. Just kidding. I was looking. Oh, my God. Guys, we have a lot of news and gossip. Let's transfer Let's over into right. that realm. After TV news. Um, so, as we said, it was WonderCon. Um, Andrew Kreisberg was there, as well as many of the cast. Um, they tease villains for next season. The Mirror Master, Dr. Alchemy. Yeah. And they didn't give a name of one, but they said one thing is planned and people will lose their minds over it. <gasps> I don't want to lose my mind. <laughs> I hate it. I have no I idea what that can mean. Unless it's like Superman. That would be sweet. Or oh also, I think Supergirl will be on yes. next season. Same universe. Right. Um, they said we can expect a heartbreaking scene. This is going to be some spoiler stuff, but nothing too specific. FYI. So spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Spoiler alert. Um, spoiler we can alert. expect a heartbreaking scene between Iris and Joe upcoming. Heartbreaking, you said? Heartbreaking. Oh, between Iris and Joe. Iris yeah. and Joe. Oh, no. Kreisberg also said that Matt Lesher, who plays Eobard Thawne, yeah. mm-hmm. will be back this season. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy. Um, they're going to be doing a lot more focusing in season two on getting characters who've not had scenes together scenes together. So they're going to develop a relationship between Danielle um, and Candace, Iris, and Caitlin. Oh, nice. Yeah, as well as Cisco and Iris will have a scene together. Okay. Um, This season, um, they said that Ronnie and Caitlin have shot a wedding scene. What? Yes. Um... Yeah, they said, and Panmaker then adds, weddings don't always go off without a hitch. And this is interesting phrasing. Christberg then confirmed that they do have footage of a wedding. Yeah. There were there were photos that were essentially leaked on April Fool's Day of the wedding. Um, but also in that same panel, Christberg, uh, uh, Christberg, uh, Andrew, my buddy Andrew, um, <laughs> was saying that we'll also get a view into the the timeline that was to be. Oh. So I have a theory that those that wedding takes place in that timeline. It's, right. It's more, it's not like immediately. Uh, That's a timeline like that doesn't include then the explosion. Uh, of right? the particle uh, accelerator? Yes. So pre-particle accelerator? No, but they didn't get married before it. It would have been like that didn't happen and then they got married. Right, because it was originally supposed to be created 20 years later, right? From oh, when uh, Harrison yeah. was killed. Ooh. Because um, they were engaged during the original explosion. Oh, right, right. right. That's interesting. Yeah. This is mind-blowing. Yeah, but again, with time travel, like you never know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, last little thing. They said that a big part of doing Flash was the crossovers with Arrow. Those will continue. Um, the Canary will be coming to Flash soon to help um, get Cisco's help on her cry. 
Um, does that make sense? Yes, yes. it does. Great. The canary cry. <laughs> the canary cry, thank yes. you. Um, Cisco's going to build a brand new one for her. Oh. And then, yeah, and then Chrysler adds that canary, what canary does for Cisco is my favorite moment on the show. What canary does mm. for Cisco. Oh, I don't know. It could be like a love interest, right? Uh, we saw him briefly in that love interest at the bar. I mean, obviously, that was a yeah. it was a trap, right? But still, we saw how he handles himself. He's he's yeah. with the girls. But um, I was shocked by how much they like teased. You yeah. know, that's a lot of info. Yeah, but they did tell us who the Reverse Flash was way before it even came out. So they like to do this sometimes. They like to let us know. Right? They said it was Eobard. Yeah, they said it was no. They said Wells was was the Reverse Flash. Like a while back. You're saying behind the scenes. No, they said it like they leaked it way before it was ever released. Like it was uh, on Oh, even, I didn't see that. Yeah. You're just so into it. Duh. <laughs> it's my like okay. Insider knowledge. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move some predictions. Guys, yeah, I did. Yeah, they did do that. <laughs> do, 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 do. Now, you're after Buzz TV. Okay, so we did not see that much in the preview for next the next episode. Nope. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they show you, I feel like, 40-minute cuts. <laughs> um, this time we saw them investigating the car crash of the wife, Harrison's wife, and a little bit of something else that I didn't write down. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't see a big bad at all. Right. A villain. No. What do you guys think is going to happen, though, coming up in that episode and or the rest of the season? I think Wells is going to find out that they all know who he is. Oh. Is that too much of a prediction? No. I mean, oh that would be a really good episode. <laughs> Whatever you want. And I, I really want to see Gorilla Grodd. So I, I, his, tri- his big footsteps in that cave, that was there for a reason. Five predictions. Oh, yeah. five, he's, five he's got his own episode this season. Yes. Right, but it's coming up soon, right? Yes. Yeah. Grodd lives. When's Grodd lives happening? Uh, <laughs> You'll have I to wait and see. I love Grodd, even yeah. though I don't, I'm scared. There are no him. more breaks now until this finale, so we'll see. Nice. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I I think that we're going to get a lot of Wells' past information. I think Caitlin is going to spill the beans because she's her skepticism mixed in with her like slight absent-mindedness is going to lead Wells to start suspecting. I'm hoping by the end of the episode, it is the beginning of the the dash to catch Wells. So he's going to essentially get found and then he's going to go into hiding and then they're going to have to figure out what a way to trap him. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that that's a thing because I want to spend the next three episodes in the battle against Wells. Okay. Cool. It'll be interesting too to see that if he if they do turn on him and he finds out and everything, that kind of sets him up as, like, a big villain. Yeah. Which, that would be hard to carry throughout, like, entire seasons, Mm -hmm. I believe. So it'll be interesting to see how, if he goes off, like, on his own in Central City, or, like, how he'll still operate Star Labs. Right. Et cetera, et cetera, and how, if they'll take over it, you know? Right. That team needs that, like, that uh, father figure. Right. The leader. But, I mean, that, that dynamic makes me excited because i mean up until the up until now i guess they have been heavily relying on him so now as he is the hunted but he knows everything that they're capable of and so he is the most dangerous opponent they'll ever face right mm-hmm. um and so having them have having them fend for themselves seems so fun 
Yeah. And by fun, I mean uh, disastrous. Fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> fun to um, meet yeah. And that was the one thing I forgot that from the preview. It was Danielle, Caitlin saying something, and Harrison being like, I'm sorry, what did you say? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, homegirl, what? <laughs> Yeah, I just think, you know, Harrison's brilliant. Um, if he's, like, if he picks up on this, he's going to be smart and keep it to himself. Yeah. Right. Because he can stay close. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have a specific prediction beyond that. All right. I agree with you guys, though. I'm excited for Grodd, I'm finally. Too, oh, I, my God. I just want to let you guys know next week I'm not here on Tuesday. Oh. I'm going to be in Miami. Okay. Flying back from the Graceland premiere. We'll see you the rest yeah. then. But I'm going to miss you guys. Until then, where can we find you on Twitter? At Ashley Daniels. Great. Nice. Mm. You can find me at Tari J. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Nice. And a tweet from Jeff Masters 1. Until next time, guys. We'll see you then with a full team. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 